Welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us and we hope you are encouraged by today's message. And right now, I have the honor and the privilege of introducing one of my great friends. His name is Pastor Tyler. Yes, come on, give it up for Pastor Tyler. He is so awesome. And he is going to bring the word tonight. And I know it is going to be so anointed. So can you help me welcome Pastor Tyler? Come on, Ryan Knight. How are we feeling tonight? Everybody doing well? Man, it looks good in here tonight. Hey, thank you guys. You guys give it up for Zach and Tyler, everybody. Zach and Tyler for helping bring the stuff out on the stage. It's amazing. Hey, where's all uh, all my sub-30 family at? Give me some love. Yes. Coming in strong. And all my Riot crews, where are you guys at tonight? Riot crews representing strong tonight. Man, hey, it's uh, it's been an amazing. How about worship tonight? Who enjoyed worship tonight? Man. So, so powerful, man. God was just moving so powerfully. And I believe, man, he's going to continue to move um, in this place tonight, man. You guys were worshiping great, man. Where's my boy Eric at? I just saw him. Where are you guys at? (laughs) These guys are up here. It's the coolest worship I've ever seen in my life. They were just like vibing to the the worship. It was amazing. You guys are are great. Um, But hey, I'm so excited to be here tonight. Um, Riot Nights are um, obviously just a a really big, fun night, a fun event. And uh, it's a huge honor. I get to communicate at Sub 30 um, pretty frequently. But to be able to uh, share this platform, I don't even get to say who gets to speak on Riot Nights. Like, um, it comes from way above my head. And so it's just an honor to be here with you guys tonight um, and to share uh, what God, I believe, has put on my heart tonight and uh, put on our team's heart as a whole, really. This night was put together, uh, man, uh, as a team effort. And so we really believe that God wants to do something special in here tonight. And um, so we're just going to move and make way for him to do so. Um, who's got the Bibles in church tonight? Bibles, hold them up in there, let me see them. We got the paper Bibles, phones, I see a couple of screens, that's, that's cool too. Uh, we're going to be in Exodus, uh, the third chapter, Exodus chapter 3. Uh, we're going to read, it's, uh, it's not a lot of reading, it's actually just going to be one verse tonight. Isn't that crazy? When's the last time you heard a message with just one verse? Yeah, nobody said anything, so I'm assuming that that's a long time. Uh, we're going to just do one verse tonight um, out of Exodus 3. Man, I truly feel like there's some people in here uh, that God wants to speak to. I truly believe that, uh, man, just during worship, I really felt God moving. I really felt like uh, there's some people in here tonight who came expecting who came expectant to feel God change their lives tonight at riot night. Amen. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I do believe that. I believe that he's going to uh, reveal himself to some people in, in a brand new way tonight. I believe some people are going to walk out of here transformed, and I believe some people are going to walk out of here um, knowing God on a whole uh, another level. And that's something to get excited about tonight in the house at Riot Night. Anybody excited to be here and hear the word? Love it. So um, here in Exodus 3, uh, if you're familiar with Exodus 3, it's the story of Moses and uh, the burning bush. If you've read it, you're, you're familiar with how it goes. Just to give you some backstory and context, uh, Moses is this dude in the Old Testament. He's just kind of strolling along, and he uh, sees this bush uh, that's on fire. It's, it's, it says it's on fire but not being consumed in the Scriptures, right? And so it kind of catches his eye, and he goes over there to check it out. Um, and, he, and he goes up, uh, walks up to this bush, and it ends up, um, the Holy Spirit is, uh, is within this fire in the bush, and he, he calls out out to Moses, um, 
in, in the chapter, and it's, uh, it's really not even the story itself that I want to, to focus on tonight, but rather just one verse, like I said, um, in particular, when God calls out and communicates to Moses. It's just one verse I want to just, uh, just kind of pick apart uh, just for a few moments. And um, so it's in, it's in uh, verse 6, Exodus 3, verse 6. I think it's going to come up on the screens um, on the sides or behind me, one of the two. Uh, there it is. Cool. Um, so in verse 6, it says, Then he continued, uh, this is God we're talking about, it says, I am... I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. I'm the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. That's just the one verse we're looking at tonight. Isn't that crazy? I have so much more time to preach now. This is amazing. Um, but hey, so yeah, in, in, in this, we, we see this, this one verse, and, and what's interesting to me in, in this verse is, is how God introduces himself to Moses. It's, it's not that he, that, that, he, that he spoke and called out to Moses, it's how he introduces himself to Moses, because he could have introduced himself in a, in a multitude of different ways. He could have just said, hi, he could have just said, I am, I, I am God, or he could have just said, hey, what's up, it's me, and he could have, there's so many different ways that, that, Mo, that, that God could have called out to Moses and introduced himself, but he was rather intentional with how he introduced himself, saying, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of, of Jacob. In, 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 in reading this scripture and, and kind of reflecting on where I want to go with this message tonight, what I, what I think God's doing in this introduction of himself is, is providing Moses with a filter of who he is, of a filter of his nature, a filter of what he's done, a filter of, of what he's done in the lives of these three men that he talks about, Abraham, Isaac, and, and Jacob. And this is very important for, for what we're gonna be talking about tonight, this, this idea of, of God providing a filter for Moses in this scripture. Because the thing about a filter is, is what we know about somebody can completely change the way we look at somebody. What we know about somebody can completely change the filter that we look at somebody. Th think about it for, for a second. Say, say you're going on a, a cross-country flight, right? You're, you're going to somewhere across the country, Australia, whatever that looks like. You're, uh, you're, and you're getting ready to board the flight, right? You go, you get on the plane, and, and the captain of the, of, the, of the plane is there uh, ready to greet you. And, uh, and I'm going to give you two scenarios um, just real quick. And, and so the first scenario, you walk on the plane, and, and you, uh, you the, the captain introduces himself to you, and he says, hey, my name is Maverick. I'm going to be uh, flying you to your destination today. I've, I've done hundreds of, of flights across the country, all around the world. I've not lost one passenger yet. We've had no casualties of any kind. I'm pretty experienced in what I do. I have tons of awards and accolades uh, for, 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 for what I do, flying planes and, and, and things like that. So, so just rest assured that you're going to get to your destination today uh, without any problems whatsoever. So that's, that's scenario number one. Um, and then scenario number two, you get on the plane and you, and you walk up to the, the, the captain of the, of, the, of the plane and he introduces himself to you. And he's, you know, hey, my name's Captain Bob. They're just gonna, I don't, that's Captain Bob. We're just gonna go with that. Uh, my name is Captain Bob and uh, I just graduated flight school yesterday. I've never actually done a cross country flight, but, but I finished yesterday. We did the simulations and everything and it was great. And I, I passed my simulations, but I mean, this is the first time for me. So we're just gonna, we're just gonna see what happens. How many of you know that your, your perception of that second guy is gonna be a little bit different than your perception of that first guy? I'd feel a little more comfortable inside flying with Maverick. You see what I did there, Top Gun? Anybody pick up on that, the Top Gun? Okay, thank you guys. That was all my sub-30s, I love you guys. Um, but but what, you, you, what you see here is, is that 
is that perception changes because based on what you know about that person. And the same goes with God. I mean, how you know God will change the filter of how you see God. Because what you know about something determines how you perceive it. What you know about something determines how you perceive it. And in this introduction that God is giving of himself in, in, in Exodus chapter 3, he, he, he's, establishing, he's establishing who he is. There's a very intentional reason why he introduces himself as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Because he's establishing who he is and what he's done for these men. And what we have to know about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is that these guys were, were giants in the faith in the Old Testament times. These guys are actually referred to as the patriarchs of the faith. God made covenants with each of these men. God, was, was, God showed ridiculous amounts of favor and poured out many blessings on these, on these guys' lives. And he did just, just amazing things to their lives. We could be here for hours talking about these three men. Um, but if you have time, I encourage you to go back and read some of the, the stories that God um, has, in the, has in the Bible about these three men. We, we just have to know about these guys. Are, God did immeasurable things in these guys' lives, right? And so what he's doing is setting himself up as like talking to Moses like, I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And so essentially God's saying to Moses like, I'm the God in your life just as I'm the God in Abraham, Isaac's, and Jacob. Jacob's lives. I'm the same God that, that did miracles in their lives, but I'm also the God who's going to do miracles and blessings in your life. And so he's setting himself up. He's giving Mo Moses a filter of how to, to perceive him, how to perceive who he is and, and what he's done. It's very intentional of God. And a filter of, of how to perceive God is being established because God wants each and every one of us in here tonight to always have a life-giving filter of who he is versus a life-taking filter of who he is. And I think if we're, if, I think if we're, we're honest, there's a lot of people in here who might have a, a life-taking perception of a life-taking filter of who God is to you. And, and there may be people in here who, who, who don't have that, who aren't, who aren't experiencing that, but God can still reveal himself to you in a new way. And so just as, as, as God revealed himself very specifically to, to Moses in this, in this, in this uh, verse here, I believe God wants to do the same thing in some people's lives tonight. And so that's what, we want to, that's what I want to talk to you guys about tonight in these next few moments. Um, how, how, do, how we see God through the wrong filters, but, but not only how we see God through the wrong filters, man, we're going we're gonna to take back those filters. We're going to take back those misconceptions that, that the world has placed upon who God is in our lives. We're going to take back why, how we look at God, and we're going to see God through a whole new lens tonight, and God is going to reveal himself to us in a whole new way tonight. Come on, who is excited? for God to reveal himself to you in a whole new way tonight. And so as you're taking notes tonight, which I highly encourage always, maybe you got pen and paper or bust out your phone, you always, uh, you forget about 90% of what you don't write down, or at least I do. If you don't, then you're like a saint or something like that. But um, if you're taking notes tonight, I've, uh, I've titled this message, Filters. Filters is the title of our message tonight. Man, let's go to God in prayer just real quick. Father God, we love you so much, God. And we're expectant for how you're going to move in this house, God. We're expectant for you to reveal yourself to us, God. Give us a new filter, Lord, to see you through, God. And I just pray right now, Lord, that you just take over the rest of this night, God, and continue to move, Father God, and just do in this place what only you can do is let, these, let my words be your words, Father God. And, and we just ask that you move supernaturally in this house tonight, Father God. We love you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So just uh, out of curiosity, where's all my social media people at in the house? You, 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 yeah, 
There's like three. Come on, who like uses social media? Give me, give me hands or something like that. Okay. There, I thought there was more than three people who did social media. Excuse me for one second. Oh, man, that's good water. Um, Social media, I need, some, I need some crowd participation for this. Um, so just, buy, just make some noise for whichever one that you just, you love. I'm just going to list off some social media outlets and just make some noise for the one that you're just like the most passionate about. Where's my Facebookers at? Any Facebookers in the house? Okay, I had like a couple just own it and the phone's in the air and everything. Um, Facebook's an okay one. How about, where's my Twitter people at? Twitter? Wow, wow. I was surprised at that. I thought like 70-year-olds use Twitter only nowadays. I didn't know. I didn't, know that, I didn't know Twitter was still a thing anymore. Um, where my Snapchatters at? Anybody? Wow. Wow. Snapchat got a lot. That's a big one, man. Snapchat's fun because you get like the little, the filters with the, the, the puppy dog face and stuff like that. Um, God, I'm tired of that puppy dog face. I see that thing so much. Good Lord. MySpace. Where's MySpace at? Somebody said MySpace, man. That's a, that's, a, that's a faithful servant right there, man. MySpace. Oh, man. Where's my Instagrammers at? Instagrammers. Yes, yes. I mean, I, I'd say Instagram took the cake. I expected it would. I expected it would. I particu uh, particularly for me, um, I love Instagram the most. And, and the reason why is just because for me, it's just like, it's just simple. You get on and you, you just scroll through some pictures and you look at pictures, you, you know, you double tap for the, for the likes and everything. And now like Instagram just straight up jacked Snapchat swag and was just like, we're going to do this now. And so Snapchat's on the decline. Um, I went ahead. Who made the switch already? You're just like, no more Snapchat for me. I'm going to, a couple of you. Yeah, I just, I just consolidated. It's too much to keep up with all that nonsense. Um, and so Instagram for me, it's just easy, man. You don't have to get on. You're not getting on like Facebook and like, you know, you're going into like, now with Facebook, you have like seven different threads in one comment. So like you go to click on the comments and then it's like that comment has like 500 comments and then that comment, it's, it's crazy. It's too much. And so for me, I love, I love Instagram and I love how simple it is to use. I just love how simple it is to just go through and look at stuff and, um, one cool thing about the Instagram, if you use Instagram, you know that when you go to post a picture, uh, you have an option of, of a ton of different filters to use on your picture, right? Um, you can you can post a picture and and, and you put you put a, you pick a filter and you can edit it right there in the app and everything like that. Like some dudes, you know, you guys just come on, guys. You finish like chest day and you take like the mirror picture, but you want like the lighting on that tricep to just be like right. So you're like, I'm gonna click the Valencia filter on this one and turn the contrast up. And then you know the, the ladies in the house, they take like a selfie and uh, the eyes are blue, but they're just not blue enough. And so then you're just like, I'm gonna get a, I'm just gonna go click this and uh, we, come on, just shame shame the flesh, just be honest. Um, and so, so you have all these different filters that you can use with Instagram, right? Um, and so just as, 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 as so you, you have these filters and you're, you're, you're scrolling through your feed on Instagram and, um, and you're just seeing all these different pictures, right? Hundreds of different pictures with different filters on all of them. And uh, you, you scroll through the, these pictures and you see all these different filters and, and uh, very rarely you'll see a picture that's, that, that was meant to be, that was shown in its true image with this, the hashtag no filter, right? Just the, this how the picture was taken. It's how the picture was meant to be. It's the true value of that picture, right? And I think, uh, as, I, as I thought through and processed, I think, I think that just as we scroll through Instagram and we see all these different pictures with all these different filters on them, we also see God through different filters. And, and it's, it's, very, it's very seldom where we get to see God in a filter that's just how it was meant to be. We see, we see God through all these different filters that people put up and that people perceive and people misconceive about God and, and, we, and we fail to see him in its true form, its true original form, the hashtag no filter form, if you will. 
And, and, and so the truth of it is, 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 is we see God in, in so many different filters and probably um, most of the time not the filter that was originally intended, not the filter that God originally intended himself to be viewed through, right? Um, and so in these next few minutes, we're going to look at uh, just a few common filters that, that people see God through, filters that misrepresent who God is, that misrepresent his nature, um, and that are detrimental, honestly. They're detrimental and destructive to our relationship with him because when we see God any other way than he intended us to see him, um, things can get a little complicated in our relationship with God, right? Um, and so, again, if you're taking notes tonight, I have just three um, quick different filters that I want to go through with you guys. And the first filter um, is, is, is uh, we see God through, through a filter of, of being a distant God, the distant God. And so many individuals view God in this way. They view God as far away in their lives. They view God as not present in their, in their, in their lives or what's going on. And, and oftentimes it's, it's because their circumstances. People make this, 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 this misconception and they see God through this filter based off of their circumstances. Just because you may be going through something in life, you may feel that God's not nearby you because you may not be feeling immediate breakthrough from that. Maybe you, you're in here tonight, you're like, man, I've just been struggling with this, with this drug addiction or I've been struggling with this financial disaster. I've been struggling with this depression in my life or I've been struggling with, with addiction to pornography or whatever it is for you. You feel yourself struggling with something in your life and you may not necessarily see or feel God moving and so you're like, God just must not be anywhere near to me. Or maybe, maybe you grew up fatherless. Maybe you, you, you don't have a father in your life. Maybe he hasn't been around much or, 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 or something like that. And, and, so, and so just that alone puts the misconception that God is not close to you. Your, your spiritual father is not close to you. I mean, I got to tell you tonight that nothing's further from the truth. So what if, we, what if we decide to look through the filter of God's word tonight? What if we decide to see what God has to say about how near and, and close to us he is? And in Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 6, it says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified or afraid of them, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Another scripture we have is in Joshua chapter 1, verse 5. It says, No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. I will be with you just as I was with Moses. I will not leave you or forsake you. And these are just two out of many scriptures in the Bible that, that God says, I will not leave you or forsake you. And so some people in here tonight need to be encouraged that, that no matter what your circumstance is, no matter what you're going through in life, no matter the hurts and the pains you have in your life, God is closer than you know. He is closer and present in your situation more than you could ever know. It's that song we sung in the beginning, closer then you know. And, and the fact of the, the proof that you have tonight that, that God is close and God is present in your life, your, search, your, your situation may not seem very life-giving, your situation may not seem very positive, but the proof you have is that you're in here tonight, you have breath in your lungs, you're alive, and God has kept you moving forward past the circumstances and past the struggles that you may go through in your life. That's your proof that God is with you. He's, he's, he's taking you glory to glory. He's taking you through the valley seasons. We just have to be aware. We have to know that God is close. We don't serve a distant God. We serve a present God. And the second point, the second uh, filter that we can tend to see God through a lot is, is the angry God filter. The angry God filter. And unfortunately, this is a, man, this is a filter that uh, a lot of people view God through. If we're honest, I know, I know myself, um, I've, I've went through this. 
Um, I, I kind of like just, I grew up in a, like a Southern Baptist kind of upbringing and, and I just kind of had that, that's just, the, that's just the misconception, that's just the filter I've always known God through. And, and there's a lot of people, unfortunately, that, that experience this same thing. And, and sometimes it, it's people, sometimes it's, it's other Christians, sometimes it's other churches or other pastors that, that just condition us to think of God in this way for some reason. It's just a prevalent filter that people think of God through and, and sometimes we, we get to it on our own. Sometimes we, we, you might be reading through the Bible and just be like, man, this is, like a, this is an angry dude. Like maybe you, like you got encouraged to pick up your Bible and say, hey, you should start reading your Bible. Okay, anybody recommends you a book, right? You're going you're gonna to just pick up the book and you're naturally going to read from the front, right, front to the back. And so you might pick up your Bible and, and, and start reading through the Old Testament times and you're like, God killed 40,000 people, what? God, like slaughter him because of why? Like you, you see all these, 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 these wrath um, these, these things of wrath from God in the Old Testament, and you may be like, this, this, like God, I, I can't make this dude mad. Like, I gotta, I, gotta, I gotta figure something out because, like, this is an angry dude. And, and if we're not careful, if we don't read the scriptures right or the heart behind the scriptures, we have this, we, we, we put ourselves in this filter of God. We put ourselves looking at God at, through anger, and we, we find ourselves walking on eggshells that, that any moment we, we do something wrong, he's just gonna strike us down. And, and that's, not the, that's not the filter that God wants himself to, 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 to be revealed to you, right? Yeah, yeah we see God's anger in, in, in certain parts of the New Testament, but what we have to understand is that God's anger uh, in, this, in, this, in the Old Testament was it's righteous, it was justful, it was, it, was for his pa- it was out of his passion to see his people walk in accordance with his laws. And, and so what we need to know tonight is though those things are, are, are seen in the Old Covenant, man, the Old Covenant is fulfilled through the New Covenant, man. As soon as Jesus came on the scene, man, that stuff gets abolished, man. Sins are wiped away for, for all eternity, and you're walking in freedom for what God has for your future. You're walking in, uh, you're walking in love. You're walking in, in grace. And again, we can, we can look at what, the God, what God's Word has to say about it. Romans 5, 8, it says, But God proves his own love for us in that while we were still sinners... Christ died for us. Though we're, though we're still wretched sinners inside, Jesus Christ still went to die on the cross for our sins. And in Psalm, verse, or Psalm chapter 145, verses 8 and 9, it says, The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and great in faithful love. It says, The Lord is good to everyone. His compassion rests on all he has made. That's us. His compassion rests on us, man. He is, he is slow to anger. He is loving for us. So, so despite what you're going through, what you've done in your life, man, God's not mad at you. Some people in here need to know just simply, they don't need like a crazy revelation. You just need to know that God is not mad at you. God loves you. God has compassion for you. God is slow to anger. And he wants to see the best for your life. He wants to see you succeed, not hold yourself back because you think that he's always mad at you. So you just walk in guilt and condemnation all the time. God's not mad at you, man. No matter what you've done, what you're going to do, or what you will do, what you're doing now, God loves you and God is not mad at you. We don't serve an angry God. We serve a loving and we serve a compassionate God. And, and, and to transition into my, my last, um, my third and final point over these last few minutes that I have, um, man, a, another filter we, we can tend to see God through is, uh, is through the filter of a critical God. The critical God filter. And just, just by a show of hands, who's ever like, just, who's, who's known somebody in their life that's just super critical of like everything that you do? Like, yeah, there's, there's a lot of hands like going up. So like for all my students in here, like those teachers, right? 
You like, you get that paper that's due and you do like an amazing job. It's like, oh man, I knocked that paper out of the park and you get it back. It's like, you get like, you, you get like a, like a, like a C on it. And they're just going through and they're just picking the littlest things out that they could ever, like, you missed a comma here. You didn't put the ellipses in the right place here. Oh, the quotation wasn't outside the, 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 the citation right here. So that's, a, that, that's docking you. Or, the, or, or those of you who are you know, young adults or the careers, those bosses, right? Who has those bosses that are just so critical of everything? Yeah. When I, when I thought of this, I just couldn't help but think of the office space, the lumber guy. Man, but, but how many of you are thankful that, that, that God isn't like, like this, this Bill Lungberg guy who just sits there and is like, hmm, you can't, you, can't you can't do that. You, th- this isn't, this isn't going to work. Man, God, God isn't like a, a, a critical teacher or a critical boss that we may experience on a daily basis. And if, if we're not careful, we let these experiences condition us to think that our Heavenly Father is as critical as these people of the world. If we're not careful, we can look at God through a filter of he judges every little thing I do. He, he's so critical of me. But that's not the truth at all, man. God, God's a gracious God. His grace is sufficient for every shortcoming of your life. And though it's not a reason for us to take advantage of his grace and do what we want to do, his grace is there to, to, to forgive us and to restore us. His grace is there to change our lives based on the things that we've done, the things we've gone through, the things that we're doing, or things we will do in the future. His grace is sufficient for those things. I mean, and and, and, and we, serve, we serve a God who, who's full of grace and mercy, and our relationship with him doesn't hinge on what we do right or wrong. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't determine, uh, our relationship with God doesn't, isn't based off of, okay, well, you have five tally marks in the right side, but seven over here in the wrong side, so mm, I don't, it's, it's not like that with God. We don't, have, we don't serve an overly critical God. And again, again, we're always going to revert back to God's word to combat these things, right? And so if we, if we look at God's, uh, God, uh, God's word through this filter again, of, uh, see, we see God's graceful nature. And at this time the band can come up and join me. Um, in, in Exodus chapter 34, verses 6 um, through part of verse 7, it says, uh, Then the Lord passed in front of him, talking about Moses again. It says, Yahweh, Yahweh is a compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger. We see that slow to anger again. And rich in faithful love and truth. Remaining faithful, maintaining faithful love to a, to a thousand generations, forgiving wrongdoing, rebellion, and sin. Somebody need to catch that tonight. Forgiving wrongdoing, rebellion, and sin. You have to remember, you are forgiven. God's not critical of your past. He's not critical of of what you're going through. He's not critical of your future, but you are forgiven and you are redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. And and, and we may serve a God who who is judged and he does judge us in a righteous way. But man, the ultimate judgment was fulfilled when Jesus went to die on the cross for all of our sins. The ultimate judgment was taken out once and for all on the flesh of Jesus Christ. And so you don't have to bear that weight anymore. You don't have to carry that in your life anymore. And, and there may be some people in here tonight, you have this Instagram filter like we were talking about. You have this, 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 this misconception of God. One of the, you, you look at God through one of these filters tonight. Or you have your whole life and, and it's kind of held you captive in some areas. And again, these, these filters can be caused by so many different things. It can be caused by, by people and what they've said to us and how they've, how they've preached God's word and how they've communicated the nature of God to us. It, it, it's honestly, nowadays, it's more so communicated just through the world we live in. The whole world has a misconception of who God is, and we buy into this stuff. 
And I just want to be the first to, to, to say and to, to apologize to anybody in here who's been, uh, who's, been, who's been lied to, man, saying that God is mad at you, saying that God is, is judging you and you're going to hell for, for something you've done. I, I want to apologize on behalf of all those people who've ever communicated the incorrect truth of God's word that skewed the filter that you view God through. And so tonight, man, like I said at the beginning, God wants to change some people's lives in here. God wants to reveal himself to you in a new way tonight. And so right now in this moment, I'm just gonna ask that everybody in here, whether you're listening, whether you're interested in being here or not, bow your head and close your eyes, man. And I just want you to begin to reflect. I want you to ask yourself a question. How do I view God? Just ask yourself within your heart, how do, how do I view you, God? How do I perceive you? And I want to give some people in here tonight an opportunity to respond to this, an opportunity to respond for God to reveal himself to you in a new way. And in a minute, we're going we're gonna to do a, a salvation call as well. Those of you who may not have a relationship with Jesus Christ at all or who have been far from him, You're gonna get your opportunity as well. And so right now, if that's you, man, if you're in here tonight and you would say that, that man, I've, I've had this misconception of God or, or I, I didn't even know I could look at God through this filter or you just want God to reveal himself to you in a new way tonight, if God's just stirring in your heart, man, on the count of three, I just want you to boldly lift your hand in the air and hold it there for, for not for me, but for God. And just declare over your life tonight, just ask God, I want you to reveal yourself to me in a new way tonight. One, Two, three, raise them. If you want God to reveal himself to you in a new way tonight, just hands up all over the place, man. Praise God for that. And, and, and with everybody's head still bowed and eyes closed right now, if you're in here tonight and you know you feel God moving in your life or you feel something, that still small voice, or you just feel like something's different within you right now, you, you know that, that you're being drawn into a relationship with Jesus. If you know you need a relationship with Jesus so that you can have a different filter uh, of a relationship with God that the, what the world tells you about, I mean, this is your moment tonight. If you need a relationship with Jesus, I want you to also lift your hand boldly in the air in one, two, three, raise them. Be bold in this decision. If you, you know on the inside if, if God is calling you right now and his hands up all over this room, come on, you guys give God a, a, a round of applause. You gotta give God some praise tonight. And so right now, I'm just gonna ask everybody just stand to your feet, stand to your feet all across this room. And I just wanna pray for each and every person in this room. We're gonna go into another quick worship set if you're comfortable, maybe just lift your hands in the air and just receive what God wants to do in your life tonight. Father God, we love you. And we thank you, Father God, for your Holy Spirit in this house tonight, God. We thank you, Lord, for speaking to us, God. We thank you for, for revealing yourself to us in a new way tonight, Jesus. We thank you for meeting us, for filling the gaps that we cannot fill on our own, for, for, for opening our eyes to something new tonight. And God, I just pray that you help these people, help everybody who made a decision tonight, God, be able to walk in this decision, be able to walk in the truth that you've set in their hearts tonight, Father God. We are expectant for what you're gonna do in the hearts and the minds of your people in the city of Jacksonville, God, in the state of Florida, God. Help us to be the people who make a change in this world. Help us to be the people that bring forth your gospel, that bring forth the true filter of who you are, God, that bring forth the true nature of who you are to all of the lost and hurting and broken people. We love you so much, God, and it's in Jesus' name that we pray, amen and amen.
Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. For more information about Celebration Church or to get in touch with us, please visit celebration.org.